T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. What up? So glad to have you. It is Thursday. We're inching closer and closer to the NFC and AFC Championship game. You're listening to the Maggie and Perloff Show. Um, We'll get to some Travis Kelsey sound in just a moment. But Perloff, you have a theory on why Frank Reich was hired by the Carolina Panthers. Okay, I think to the average NFL fan, when it was announced that the Panthers hired Frank Reich, the question was, why? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Okay, it's a fair question. And you always say this. When you hire somebody, you want the exact opposite of your last hire. So in many ways, Frank Reich is the opposite of when the Panthers hired Matt Rule. Matt Rule was the hottest candidate on the market. He was a college coach, and he wasn't particularly an offensive or defensive coach. He was a generalist. Now, Frank Reich is the opposite. Nobody wanted him. (laughs) He's coming out of Indy. He had nothing to do with college, and he's an offensive coordinator, play caller type. He's the opposite of Matt Rule. They just wanted someone in there that's going to run a functional NFL offense. Yeah. It's so boring, but it's the opposite of Matt Rule, which was a sort of a swing for the fences out of the Panthers and David Tepper. And now they're going to just safe, medium. Now, I don't know if that's good, but don't you think those two guys are very, very different? Uh, in the amount of heat around them, yes. Like, there's no heat around Frank also, Reich right now. Their skills. Matt Rule was not a play caller and on either side of the ball That's at true. any point. Frank Reich is very specifically, basically generic offensive coordinator, play caller guy. How funny is it where one guy gets a head coaching job, okay, Frank Reich, but the bigger story is the offensive coordinator getting hired for the Jets because yeah. it's Nathaniel <laughs> Hackett, and now everyone's connecting dots that, Aaron Rodgers is going to be on his way to the New York Jets. It yeah. is crazy to me how people are making those leaps. And I love connecting dots, and I love doing that. Speculating is a, one of the f- most fun parts of our job. But Denver just did this, and it not blew up in their faces. If Russell Wilson can get his career back together, it might end up being fine. But it just, like failed in Denver. Why would the Jets think that Aaron Rodgers is now on his way to New York because they hired Nathaniel Hackett? And if that's the way the Jets are thinking, then that's stupid because you just got proven that that, it doesn't matter where Hackett goes. Rodgers is making his decisions uh, by himself. Actually, I don't think so. I I think that it didn't work with Denver, but that doesn't mean it won't work again. Clearly, Rodgers was looking at Denver because remember Denver, Rodgers came out and said, I've decided I'm not going to go to Denver in so many words. So he obviously thought about it. Maybe this is different. Can't be, can't hurt. And besides, if Rodgers does come, then he's had success with Hackett. It's a lot better than Michael Fleur did last year. So 
I, I don't know what it, what's the downside here. He's well, a, he's a, he's like Frank Reich. He's an experienced NFL play caller. What? How, he's not going to be able to kill the team as the OC. He might have been able to do that as a head coach, but I don't know what the. <laughs> it's not like his offenses were lighting the world on fire here. I mean, at least he's had he's had three top five offenses with Green Bay, and he, he but, act, you know, it's not bad. I'm sorry, I I can't do this because we've seen it so many times where the offensive coordinators for these amazing quarterbacks, like. Who is it? Is it you? Is it them? Look at Josh McDaniels. Yeah, you can have all the success in the world with Tom Brady. You look like you're lighting the world on fire. You're amazing. You go to to Las Vegas, did look the same. I mean, and, and it's not like Derek Carr's a scrub of a quarterback, and you had all the weapons in the world. So it's like McDaniels. It's like Adam Gase, who, you know, the Jets guys- stupidly hired because they called Peyton Manning. Like, who? Peyton Manning's <laughs> offense coordinator. What does that person even do besides give Peyton Manning coffee? But here's the thing that you're talking about OCs who are hired as head coaches. That has not worked out a lot. But this is a head coach who's going back to OC. Where are you going to get? You're going to have to either get an experienced play caller who's available because he didn't win the Super Bowl, or otherwise it'd be a head coach or a young guy. I saw that the some team is interviewing another Rams assistant. Uh, who's this team? The Rams assistant is as honing in on a job. How do you know that this Rams assistant is good? He's not just learning from Sean McVay or getting a lot of credit for Sean McVay. There's no perfect hire. There's nobody out there. This is an offensive coordinator. It's not head coach. Okay, this is why I think one of the underrated things about hiring a head coach is always who are the coordinators you're going to bring with you. Because Robert Sala, the head coach of the Jets, brought Mike LaFleur, who was one of his best friends. They grew up in the system together. They're all part of Shanahan and the Kubiak sort of tree And now they had to get rid of him because the offense wasn't going and he couldn't get Zach Wilson on track. So that's it. Now you're out. Who else do you, I mean, I I think that they did coach together maybe in Jacksonville, Sala and and Hackett may have overlapped there. Uh, Oh yeah. I read their friends. That they're friends. But it's like, okay, are we sure that, you know, you're going to be, that you're bringing in Hackett now that he's going to be the guy to turn this around because I got a newsflash for that coaching staff. You don't have a quarterback right now, and Rodgers is a bit of a long shot. If you don't turn it around next year, everyone's getting fired. So who would you have hired? I don't know. Of course you don't, because it's a complete crapshoot. I also haven't spent a whole, my lifetime, coaching in the NFL where I have relationships and connections with people. I, I just, okay, I think I, I think it's a real pipe dream here for the Jets to think that because they got Hackett, that Rodgers is coming. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, I think there's, I Disagree in the sense that I think there is a good chance. I'm just going to run down quickly. I just want to hear your opinion. Is this a good offense coordinator? Ken Dorsey. Uh, TBD. <laughs> Don't uh, ask me today. I'm not, I can't answer Bill that. O'Brien, the new Patriots hire. In the NFL, yeah. Uh, we'll see. Matt Canada, Pittsburgh. Mm, he got, came under a lot of fire. Although Pickett ended the year playing well. No, come on. Alex Van Pelt, Cleveland. <laughs> Brian Callahan, Cincinnati. He's done really well, but he's a lifer. Uh, I just say most of these, based on your definition, almost all these people were failures. Otherwise, if you had failures, yes, if you're if you're an offense coordinator and you're not 29 years old, you failed at head coach. No, no, no. My big thing is we can we can poke holes in Hackett's resume and do all that, but my big thing is thinking that just because you hired him means you're going to get Aaron Rodgers. The Denver Broncos just made this mistake. Why would you do this again? At least, well, I'm saying at least you're getting an experienced play caller. You're not going to get Mike Kafka or Shane Steichen or some one of these young guys because they want a head coaching job. They're not going to go lateral. Yeah, Kafka. 
How many touchdowns did Daniel Jones have this year? You always bring this well, up. Well, Kafka's an Eagles guy, so I love him. <laughs> oh, he's now an Andy, you like him. He's an Andy Reid guy. He's more an Eagles guy than a Giants guy. He's a good good coach. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Get to the Kelsey sound in just a moment. Keith is in Tucson, though, wants to talk about his coaching cycle. What's up, Keith? So you got to look at it from both points of view now because True, the coordinator needs a decent quarterback, but also a quarterback needs a good coordinator. Look at Josh Allen when he lost Dayball. So, and I'll give Hackett, I I think he totally is, he's a wash as a head coach, but this man took Blake Bortles and the Jaguars to a conference championship game. So he's a good coordinator. I just don't think he's a head coach, but I think both, both sides need each other. It's it's definitely a marriage. You're right. Of course. Like, you want to, and when you find a good marriage, like when, you know, you get, like, Kyle Shanahan with one of his quarterbacks or you get Andy Reid with Patrick Mahomes, then you can make some really good magic. By the way, did, uh, let me ask a question to Miss Bills here. Did Josh Allen really fall off that much? No, I didn't think so. He was kind of the same. I remember yeah. during the game they said that there was almost identical offensive stats from year to year. Although they did come up short in the big moment where last year with Dable, it does feel like something was missing without Dable there. Well, I, I mean, he also hurt his elbow, though, midway through the season. Yeah, and so. he still had a higher rating this year than last year, so who knows? Which is interesting. Uh, let's go to Cody's in California. What's up, Cody? Hey, how you doing, guys? We're doing excellent. What do you have? Excellent. Okay. Hypothetically speaking, um, say you're both – I'm asking both you guys this question. I want to hear both your answers. If you were Aaron Rodgers, who would you rather play for? Would you rather play for an offensive coordinator like uh, Hackett, or would you want to throw to a receiver you used to throw to uh, all the time for you know touchdowns, uh, therefore Devontae Adams uh, on the Raiders? Yeah. Great question. Yeah, I mean, and if I were him, I'd go I got, with I got, Adams. i got one more for you, too, if you don't mind, and I'll get off the air. If um, – a quarterback for the Vegas Raiders. Uh, who would you rather have, Brady, Aaron Rodgers, or Jimmy G? And I'll take your uh, answer off the air. I really appreciate you guys taking my call. Thank you. Appreciate you. Uh, can I answer? Jets, yeah. if I'm the Jets, I want Rodgers, not Brady. If I'm the Raiders, I still want Rodgers, Brady second. And then Jimmy G's third in both those for me. But by the way, I would, th- I would take Hackett and the Jets because – He'd have to learn a new system under Josh McDaniels, and I feel very far up to the yeah. Jets. That worries me a lot. Yeah, actually. the whole learning the new system. I mean, I, if it is a new system, I don't know. I'm not uh, totally familiar with McDaniels' offense. It probably is different, right? I would imagine, and also it, it didn't seem like it was that easy for Derek Carr to learn it. And no. I think Derek Carr is like a pretty sharp guy. I don't think he's you know yeah. like a lughead or something. Yeah, he can't that's grasp the, the offense. Well, and also if Rodgers has to learn a new system, we're not going to give him time to do it. We're going to be on top of him immediately. Then again, Russell Wilson. Couldn't learn Hackett's offense or something went wrong. <laughs> yeah. Will went, we ever went, know exactly yeah. what went wrong? Uh, you guys know what I said. I, I We talked about this, about Rodgers versus Brady for the Raiders. I thought Brady, because you don't have to trade any picks for him, and he already knows McDaniel's offense. But yesterday we oh, talked to Tim point. Brown, the Hall of Famer, who said, "Don't look if you're the Raiders, do not look at Brady. Do not make him part of your plans, was Tim Brown's quote, because he thinks Brady's gotten too old. Uh, our buddy, Big Dave, is in Kentucky. What's up, Dave? What's up, guys? Hey, um, on the uh, Jets hire, I'm not, I'm not defending the hire, but, and I, I totally understand your point uh, with Hackett. 
Mikey because he was a disaster as a head coach. But, you know, the difference between being a head coach yeah. and a coordinator is just huge. I mean, as a matter of fact, um, most head coaches that are promoted, are there's a few exceptions, but we're really good coordinators or, you know, before they were uh, before they were promoted. But, it, but listen, if, I agree with you totally. If the reasoning behind hiring him was thinking that you're going to get Aaron Rodgers, I mean, unless you had some sort of top secret information yeah. that obviously you're talking about Aaron Rodgers, there is no such thing. Sometimes I think he doesn't know what's going on in his own head. <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway, real quick, one more thing on the playoff picture this weekend. Yeah. You know, I detest everything that's Eagles. I mean, to me, the Philadelphia Eagles fans are the equivalent of the University of Tennessee fans on a professional level. I mean, they're just like that that gum on the bottom of your shoe, you know, when you, when you get out of a bus. But anyway, I think they're going to curb stop San Francisco. Uh, wow. I don't think it'll be close. Yeah, I think, I, listen, I'm thinking, I'm thinking two touchdowns or more. And the AFC Championship game, I think, is setting up to be one of the most riveting. Listen, the point spread is going up and down like a yo-yo. I mean, it's going from one team to the other. I think that had, had it not been for Mahomes' injury, I, I don't think that the Bengals could have beaten them three times this year, four times in a row. But I just think that's the counterbalance, man. I think this thing's a crapshoot, and I can't wait to watch it. Thanks, guys. Man, Big Dave, appreciate you. I like his honesty that he doesn't like the Eagles and yet still thinks they're going to kill the Niners. So, obviously, he's saying that uh, he really means it. Yeah, that, whoa. He also said Eagles fans were equivalent to the gum on the bottom um, of your shoe as you walk <laughs> off a bus. I mean, is he referring to all Eagles fans or just the collective? Because if he's referring to each individual yeah. fan, this really no that was, That's I mean, personal. that was a shade. That was a backhanded, underhand. That, uh, it's it's actually Dave. it's a bit of a compliment from a Cowboys fan. <laughs> you know, to say for a Cowboys fan to say how much they hate it, that we're that they're thinking about us so much, we're basically the gum on the bottom of their shoe. We are in their heads. Is that what that is? <laughs> you paying attention to the gum on the bottom of your shoe? Well, I mean, Dave, if you're listening, you obviously are getting a lot more watching experience with the Eagles. You get to watch them a lot longer into the postseason than your yeah, Cowboys. There you go. Therefore, they're on your mind a lot. <laughs> yeah. uh, you got them. I got him. Dave's the best. Zing. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Wait, I'm sorry. Um... Jets fan, Raiders fan, Bills fan. Is anyone else alive in <laughs> yeah. the playoffs? So don't give me zing. Yeah. I have the right to brag right now. Nathaniel Hackett. Two words. It's all. Drop the mic. Yeah. Should have. Shouldn't have kicked that 64-yarder, bud. By not, way, every not, time, not your call anymore. Thank God. <laughs> every time we're talking about. By, he probably should have kicked that. Because now a 64-yarder is like what a 38-yarder used to be. But that's besides the point. Every time we talk about the Raiders and Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, Stu has a look on his face like, oh, it's just not going to work. You look so resigned <laughs> about this team. I Is just, there any hope at all? There's no hope because they're in on Brady and Rodgers, allegedly, and they're going to end up with neither of them. They're going to end up with Jimmy G or some bad rookie quarterback or maybe even Stidham. Who knows? It's just not going to work out. I know it. Well, we heard from Tim Brown yesterday. I referenced it once already. I'll do it again. If it's a rookie quarterback, he doesn't think Devontae Adams is going to be too happy about that. No. And Devontae's saying all the right things, especially when Carr, when they parted ways, he said all the right things. But I, I agree with the Hall of Famer on this one. 
think Adams is going to be kind of ticked off. I don't think a rookie makes any sense because it's not just that. They got Max Crosby and Chandler Jones on defense. What are you going to go for Anthony Richardson and wait six years to get it somewhere? It doesn't make any sense to me. 855-2124-CBS. Now I've teased the Kelsey sound like too much. <laughs> We're going to play it because it's really good. Um, we also have your list of concerns going into the NFC and AFC championship games. All that comes your way in just a moment. Don't move more Maggie and Perloff. We are on CBS sports radio across this great country. We are on Sirius XM as well. We're on the free odyssey app. And right now we are streaming live on youtube.com slash CBS sports radio. The chat is crazier than ever. So we noticed that every time the hour goes to 20 pass, most people in the chat are like hitting a bong. No judgment. So I've called them lovingly, Perloff. You guys are a bunch of stone-cold weirdos. Now they're a bunch of weedos. Uh So the official Maggie and Perloff chat is now the weedos. Congrats. Maggie and Perloff, don't move. We're back in a sec. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. This NFL postseason, every Westwood One NFL broadcast streams live for free, all on the road to Super Bowl 57. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com via Westwood One station streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports, all sponsored by AutoZone. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your check engine light for free and get you back on the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Maggie, you've been teasing this Kelsey sound. I know. Do you realize <laughs> if the Eagles and the Chiefs advanced. Yeah. The Kelseyness of the Super Bowl week would be insane because their podcast, The Heights, has exploded. Yeah. They are, and even though they're both veterans and they've been around for a long time, their popularity and Q rating is higher than probably any two players in the league. It is just going to be a Kelsey party if those teams advance. Yeah. And you know, it's so much better though when it was the Harbaugh's coaching against each other. No. <laughs> Remember Jim and John? It was just like, oh, all right. This will be that, way better. This will be way better. Yeah, yeah. that was not fun no, that, at all. That's that, what I'm saying. That wasn't fun at all. Oh, yeah, this that would be great. no funness to it. They didn't want to have fun. They're yeah, carbaws. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if they know how to have fun. They're, yeah. Unless they're drinking milk somewhere. Would they unpleat their khakis or something? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, okay, so this started with Mike Hilton, and it started with the Cincinnati Bengals now have a new nickname for the Chiefs' home field. We'll see y'all in Burrowhead. It's cute. It's clever. Do we know who exactly made it up? We want to give them credit. Oh. Who on the Bengals? Did the did someone say a mayor said it? The mayor said it the other day, but But I don't think he made it up. I think the players started it. 
I know Joe Mixon said it at another point as well, but okay. yeah, I knew Joe Mixon was going to say something like that. This feels like a Joe Mixon creation. <laughs> well, all right. So now you had Travis Kelsey, who was talking on uh, the podcast that he does with his brother Jason. And what? New Heights, thank you. And they talked about it. Getting everybody fired up. We are the loudest stadium in the world on record. Did you guys break the record this week? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe uh, we're going to have to break it this week because uh, a lot of Cincinnati Bengals fans are calling it Burrowhead instead of Burrowhead. Whoa. Yeah. The disrespect to Arrowhead continues. They're throwing throwing a lot of bulletin board material out there, Ron. Bulletin board material. Perloff doesn't believe in it. He doesn't think it exists. I definitely do. You you think it's disrespectful because athletes should already, professional athletes should already yeah, be fired I mean, up on the max. I totally believe in bulletin board material. For a conference title game? I mean, I believe guys are playing hard, but I believe like there's something different about like playing hard and want to play your best and then feeling like someone disrespected you. I yeah. mean, Michael Jordan played this note his yeah, whole yeah. career. No, I agree. I do think that players create bulletin board material. But as far as, generally, I, I do not... I do not like the Bengals calling a burrow head. I think that's crazy. That, that I mean, that is just not the smart thing to say. But it seems to work for the Bengals, who are completely oblivious to that kind of thing. They've kind of turned, like, the Bengals have turned, I think, from, like, scrappy underdogs to, like, sort of villains. Like, Eli Apple can't stop talking smack. He, you know, has not been the most likable yeah, yeah. guy. And then now the burrow head stuff. Oh, yeah. Mixon talks a lot of smack. He talks a lot of smack. Burrow looks like a bad guy from an 80s comedy he's always kind of had that look and i think also too <laughs> the bad boyfriend or something they i understand that joe burrow and jabbar chase are probably fairly humble but they smoke those cigars and they've won a lot of football I know. games they look they good look doing kinda, it though they look kind of cocky yeah you i know, think they've I earned just, it though totally but my point is they could they could be perceived as bad guys pretty easily as sort of the team they say things like burrowhead wears everyone loves all the i mean how can you not love the kelsey's you have to love Travis. And who doesn't love Patrick Mahomes? The guy's a bath bomb guy in the progressive act. <laughs> I've but, never, nobody doesn't like Patrick Mahomes. It's true. He's 100% likability. Uh, this was, I thought this was funny from Kelsey. Getting everybody fired up. Getting everybody fired up. Getting everybody fired up. <laughs> it sounded, I don't know. I'm not sure what it sounded like, but it, I needed to hear it again. Let's go to Vinny, who's in Tampa, wants to talk about Perloff's Eagles. What's up, Vinny? Hey, how you doing? Doing well. What do you have on the Eagles? Uh, a couple of different things. I just, for everyone out there that's listening, that uh, is talking about the Eagles, how they're not going to do anything. Um, I just want to mention something. In 2017, if you look at the Super Bowl team that we had, defense, offense, either way you look at it, and look at the team that we have on paper right now. And it's, like, not even comparable. Mm. Like, the team we have right now is, like, if there was an all-Madden category for, like, you know, the video game, I would consider the Super Bowl team the Eagles had, you know, rookie, and then the team we have now, all Madden. And yeah, but Vinny, I mean, listen, I get you're fired up, but no one's been disrespecting the Eagles State, by the way. We had Big Dave call in, and diehard Cowboys fans think they're going to win by two touchdowns. And we had Phil in Pennsylvania thinks that they're going to win, what do you say, 27-16 or something? Everyone's giving the Eagles a yeah, lot of credit. I mean, I mean, you could go, and I got to, like, let's be real here. You go... You know, roster spot for roster spot between the Eagles and the 49ers. The 49ers are going to win a lot of those, too. They're two really talented teams. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it it comes down to, in the end of the day, I said, you know, the season depends on the quarterback. And, you know, 
as you saw when Jalen Hurts wasn't on the field, it's just not the same team. That's true. Wait, Vinny, but, I, I don't. I've been looking at this. I don't agree about the two Super Bowl teams because everybody who's on this Super Bowl team was younger and name, in their prime name, name on that Super Bowl team. Name you, a couple name factors that you would disagree. Well, first of all, I have. Give me three players on the defense that you would rather have well, now or yeah, versus then. I mean, I have to imagine Hassan Reddick, Fletcher Cox. No, I'm saying he's saying then as compared to now. Oh. I think that Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham were better then. I'm assuming because they were younger. That's my only sort of point. The other thing is Alshon Jeffrey was a nightmare for the Patriots. So I do think there was a lot of talent on that team, and Lane Johnson was in his prime as well. I hear you, but. I don't. I don't think that team lacked in talent before. No, they were excellent. And they, Vinny, they, thank you yeah. so much for the call, dude. And good yeah. luck to your Eagles. They had a lot of advantages over the Patriots personnel wise. They just they matched were up great. Cycling in defensive linemen. Yeah, they one had, was better than the next. Getting after Brady. And they have a very similar cycle in defense. But they had Fletcher Cox in his prime. They had, and obviously the receiver. They they Brandon scored forty one points with Nick Foles. Brandon Graham sealed it for you. I mean, the fact that the Patriots somehow had five hundred yards of offense in that game is still a mystery. Because the Eagles' defense was so good. Well, <laughs> the, the, the Eagles' defense was good. But the offense destroyed the Patriots. They were firing all cylinders yep. there. And particularly, Alshon Jeffrey was good. I, I I understand. A.J. Brown is really good. Devontae Smith's really good. But I like what you said. The, the Niners also could. You could both look at their roster from a different lens and say, hmm, maybe they're more talented except the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, go toe-to-toe. And really, they're just not asking Purdy to do. He has to make, like, Five to seven good throws. Yeah. You know? Well, the Eagles have a probably a higher-ranked offensive line, but but the Niners have Trent Williams, so... Who's the best, probably, overall. Yeah. You know, because Lane Johnson deals with a lot of injuries. Well, yeah, and he's on the right side, too. So, but the Niners defense has all these big stars. Yeah, I mean, we're going to do our picks tomorrow, but I'm all about that Niners defense. So... If you were going to stack it up, so today we get more positive news from Mahomes about the ankle, right? So keep talking about, we have some from today. Yeah, let's play it. I'm doing good, you know, AFC Championship Week, ready to go. How's the ankle? It's doing good, you know. I've had a few days of treatment, a few days of rehab. Uh, Excited to get on the practice field and kind of test it out uh, and uh, see where I'm at, but uh, it's feeling good so far. Pardon me, that was from yesterday. We have some Jalen Hurts talking about his shoulder because obviously these are the two big storylines going into the weekend. Mahomes' ankle and Hurts' shoulder. Let's hear from Hurts. I felt better, but it doesn't really matter. You know, it's get it, got to get it done. So you have Mahomes, who's basically like, nothing to see here. <laughs> Everything's good. And you have Hurts, who's being a little more honest, like, hey, it's felt better, you know? And the fact that we know that they're both not 100%. Which one do you think is going to end up mattering more? Oh, Mahomes by 10 miles. Honestly, Mahomes might feel great now, but what if he takes a hit? What if he has to really run around? Same for Hurts. Yeah, but Hurts has, Hurts has already played a bunch of games with the injury, and you saw what he could do, and he can throw. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I have a much bigger concern with Mahomes. I think there's a reason Mahomes moved the line. Yeah. Hurts is they've the line's been set on Philadelphia, San Francisco, not move much. Which What's your answer? Well, I think it's. I don't think it's just a slam dunk that it's Mahomes. Because, like, even on one leg, Mahomes was effective against Jacksonville. Now, you know, I think the Cincinnati defense is going to be a little smarter than the Jacksonville defense was. but And it's a lot better than And it's better. But, you know, Hurts, if he takes a big hit, and then it's your throwing shoulder, so you don't want to expose him to any more, you know, more injury, but it's also on 
the arm that you need to deliver the football. You can't just keep handing the ball off and handing the ball off. I I don't know. I mean, it seems like Hurts, you know, he was able to protect himself against the Giants, but that wasn't any big, you know, that, that game was over before it started. Yeah, I mean, he did carry out. the ball nine times, which is a lot for a quarterback. Yeah, but, but it's even it was a lot different kind of runs, you realize. Yeah, but it's and, still a lot. There was at least five design runs. I know, but that's the that was the book on the Giants all season long. You could run on the Giants with, that was their one major Achilles heel besides the fact they had no receivers. Listen, if Chad Henney can come in and save the Chiefs, you don't need, against the Niners, you don't need Patrick Mahomes. I think Minshew, if he had to come in, could still give the Eagles a chance. Honestly, I, I'd love for Hurts to be completely healthy. This is going to be a conservative game. I don't think... I know the Niners can score a lot of points. I don't see a shootout in any means. I think it's going to be ball control. Don't screw up. Don't make any mistakes. Could, could you see that kind of game playing out where Hurts is not going to have to do quite as much? Um, No, because I think San Francisco is game planning for that. You know, I think they are going to make him do... I think they're going to make him win the game. 100%. Sorry, I, I was just thinking about something. I saw this funny article. We're talking about people and their injuries and kind of like keeping your body right. Did you see this one about this guy who's like a multimillionaire? He sold a company to eBay for like $800 million. He's 45 years old. And now he's on a quest to like live forever. Kind of like a Brady thing, but it seems like way more intense. So it's this tech guy who's on this super strict health regimen. So here's what it is. He wakes up every morning at 5 a.m., and takes two dozen supplements. Oh. <laughs> and he works out for an hour, drinks green juice laced with creatine and collagen peptides. Then he brushes and flosses his teeth while rinsing with tea tree oil and antioxidant gel. Before bedtime, he wears glasses that block blue light for two hours. He's constantly monitoring his vital signs and undergoes monthly medical procedures to maintain his results, including ultrasounds, MRIs, colonoscopies, and drug tests. He's doing a monthly colonoscopy? What is going on? <laughs> While he's sleeping, he's hooked up to a machine that counts the number of nighttime, you know. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He takes daily measurements of his weight, body mass index, body fat, blood glucose levels, and heart rate variations. Wait, he's I, trying to live forever. I'm sorry, nighttime what? Oh, boy. Going to the bathroom? You're oh. in the neighborhood. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Nighttime other kind of? Things? This is but what this guy's this doing. Is he 12? He's 45. <laughs> <laughs> he's 45. And apparently, and he's a yeah. I, I don't want to get into the mechanics of that, but that's like a regular thing for this guy. Uh, anyway. Uh, also, he, what does it matter how long he's going to live for? I guess it, it it's like a sign of something. Oh. Uh, vitality. I have no idea. He also has a strict vegan diet. He eats 1,977 calories per day. What if he goes to one the over? Tea. Just I mean, that ruined the whole thing. Devastation. <laughs> yeah. He does high intensity exercise three times a week, goes to bed every night at the exact same wait, time. Wait, wait, he only exercises three times a week? High intensity three times a week, but he works out every day. Maybe the other's like yoga, Pilates, something like that. He flosses, so that's <laughs> he good. He does floss. It's really important. His dentals be yeah, happy. Yeah, that was what, what, His tennis is super happy. Yeah, I mean, that's important. I, I'm a huge flosser. I'm, I'm the LeBron day. James of flossing. Yeah, yeah. That makes me the Anthony Davis of flossing. <laughs> <laughs> and Ackerman? Russell Westbrook of flossing? I'll take it. No, that's not, uh, that's not good. No, no, I, no, I meant it as a compliment, though. Does, does Perloff just injure himself all the time, like pulls a shoulder or like, yeah. you know, had... Won a bubble title for my teeth. <laughs> for your teeth.
<laughs> Two million bucks. That's what he's uh, spending it on. Two million dollars. He's he's 45 years old, but chronologically, he's 35 in every organ. It sounds like the old quote from Braveheart. Every man dies. Not every man really lives. This man is trying to live forever, but what's his what's day What's the like? quality of life? I mean, what is this? I mean, his organs are 35. He's feeling great. Sure, but I mean, this regimen he has to go through, like, where's the fun? I don't know. They tweeted out or they put out a picture of his dinner. It doesn't look fun. Yikes. Uh. It's just like broccoli, cauliflower, and mushrooms on one side and like lentils. Is he totally yoked? <laughs> yeah, he's yoked. Can I see a picture? Hold yeah. on. There you go. He's got a weird face. He's definitely also doing some plastic surgery, which they did not mention. But yeah, like he's shredded. He's got like an eight pack. Yeah. Anyway, take care of your body, kids. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. I'm wondering, does it extend? Like, does he not ski? No hot air balloon rides? No scuba diving? Like, you can't spend all this money on your body and be like, and I'm also a Formula One racer. Like, it wouldn't make sense. You know, I'm not getting the vibe of like along came Polly. Remember the movie with and Ben Stiller with, with the risk assessment? Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's yeah, what this yeah. guy's going through. Yeah. <laughs> Two million bucks, but it's a lot of work. All right. Well, we've got to get to a topic near and dear to Stu's heart. What did we watch last night? The weirdest ejection of all time. We got this CBS Sports update with Rich Ackerman. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. We've been talking about the biggest storylines going into this weekend, no doubt. Mahomes' ankle hurts his shoulder. Let's go to Roger. He's in Lake Havasu City in Arizona, wants to talk about it. What's up, Roger? How are you guys? Uh, I haven't listened to you much, but I've, I've started this last month and really enjoyed the show. So thank you very much. You guys cover a very wide variety of topics like how long is the guy going to live if he has a bunch of money that's kind of cool um he's gonna live forever of course i know i'm kind of i would feel bad for the guy if he got hit by a car or something like that (laughs) that can't be how he goes out actually jeffrey in the chat uh we're on (laughs) youtube.com slash cbs sports radio jeffrey says he also saves his toenails and baby food jars which is a great callback from yesterday (laughs) <laughs> I agree. It's the quality of life, not the quantity sometimes, but I agree with that. But anyway, my question to you, yeah. to both of you, or maybe I'd like to chime in, is is uh, with those kinds of injuries that are kind of out there right now, going into the playoffs, what is your thoughts on the backup quarterbacks in case that were to happen? Yeah, well, Roger, Perloff thinks Gardner Minshew can come in and be Nick Foles. Well, Thank Minshew, you for the call. I, I think everybody thinks Minshew's one of the top two or three quarterbacks in Backup quarterback. He didn't play that well, though, when Hurts went out. He wasn't, like, awesome. He was pretty good. I mean, it scored 34 against the Cowboys. It's pretty good defense. That's not bad yeah, but for a backup. They lost that game, right? Yeah, but, I mean, still, that he made a couple mistakes. But still, I, I think that a lot of teams would be thrilled to have Gardner Minshew as your second string. Oh, definitely. But I'm just saying this year, it didn't seem like he – like, I didn't come away from that being like, man, Minshew's definitely going to be a starter somewhere next no. year. No, 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 no. Yeah, it but, felt like that was gonna that could that opportunity. It felt like was sitting there in front of him. I mean, I guess you got to say of all the backup quarterbacks, you got Chad Henney, Minshew, obviously Brock Purdy. We know is already on the third string. Josh uh, Johnson is behind him, and is Brandon Allen still the? I don't even know who's Burrow's backup. Cincinnati backup. Is it Brandon Allen still? <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> 
Uh, who do I trust the most? Well, probably Purdy. Um, no, no, no. But, I mean, of the backups. <laughs> of the backups. Yeah. Probably Minshew. Yeah, Brandon Allen, Although who he, actually has played, played some meaningful minutes, so it's not the worst. You got to say, Henny, I mean, on that 98-yard touchdown drive, acquitted himself well, but I don't know what the Jags were doing there. I think they were caught off guard a little bit, couldn't really change the defense, couldn't really get after him in a way they probably should. Let's go to Chad, who's in Montana. What's up, Chad? What's up, Maggie? How you doing? Good. How about yourself? Excellent. So I just started listening to you guys' show about a month ago, and I've really enjoyed it so far. Thank you. What do you got on Aaron Rodgers, bud? What do you think the possibilities are he goes to the commanders? Interesting. offensive weapons for him. You know what's funny? We don't talk about the commanders at all when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. And you want to know why, Chad? I think that a sale of the team has to happen before Rodgers would... Seriously consider it? You don't think so, Proloff? No, I don't think Chad, thank you for I don't the phone call. Thanks for finding us. Player in the NFL who cares who owns the Washington. Then why Commander. are we talking about Washington with Rodgers? I think he's been the Washington's been in some odds because I think that Packers won't trade him in the NFC. Yeah. So the Niners, I'm looking I was I'm very I was told you in the break, I'm into Rodgers going to the Seahawks. Yeah. The teams that have gotten odds from the NFC are the Niners one, the Seahawks two, Commanders are on that list, uh, and the Bucks. See, I can't tell if that's a smart thing or not, right? Well, I, they're, but they're on the list for everybody. And all the basically, you're seeing there's about ten teams who need quarterbacks, right? Right. And so the, they're all getting listed in everybody's odds. Yeah, I mean, is Carolina on there too? I, he has no connection that with Frank I, Reich, but they I obviously need a quarterback. I, I, what I can't tell is if that's smart, right? Do you say, listen, we're not going to trade him in the NFC because we don't want him to come back and beat us in a playoff game or something? But at the same time, you're closing yourself off to half the league. Like, what if someone could come in and really blow you away yeah. with a great, you know, package of picks and players? Like, why would yeah. you close yourself off to that? Yeah, I mean, I actually, I think back to Favre. They got rid of Favre to the Jets, and then look what happened. He was back in their division a year <laughs> yeah, later. I know. So that's the other fear. <laughs> a lot of good that So what, what difference does it make if he goes one year to some AFC team? I, I agree. We just want the best package because I don't think the Packers, okay, is it worst nightmare? Say he goes to Tampa and wins the Super Bowl next year. Does that make uh, the Packers upset? What's the difference? I don't think it matters. I totally agree. Just yeah. get as many picks as you can. That's what I would think. Uh, all right, we haven't done this in a while, but Stu's wearing the jersey, so let's hit it. Late and paid. So, of course, today, three years, right? Three-year anniversary of the passing of Kobe Bryant. So, obviously, uh, you know, sending peaceful thoughts to his family on this very, very tough day. The Lakers were playing last night, and LeBron James was being heckled. Hey, bro, you better get this together. That receipt in the airline. <laughs> Look, he's mad. Look at him. You sick. <laughs> <laughs> that dude's laugh. <laughs> it's like, a, got a little crusty the clown in him, doesn't he? Well, that was an incredibly clear audio. What was it? Was that guy mic'd up for a second? <laughs> yeah, it was part of the broadcast. Um, Lakers, <laughs> Lakers beat the Spurs last night. LeBron had another big game because he just feels like he's on a mission right now to get that Kareem scoring tight. Like, just let's get this as fast as we possibly can. Am I reading that? Nope, that's pretty perfect. Right? Does uh, I was thinking about this. Does LeBron feel like he's in Kobe's last year where he just tried to score knowing they weren't going to win? Um, feels a lot late, Kobe, to me because 
he, the other night when he scored 48 and they lost by 20, I didn't even know why he was in the game. Yeah, but the thing is, is oh, I guess he only had 20 last night. He had 40 the other night, yeah, right? Yeah. Sorry, he only had 20 last night, but only 20, 11 assists too. But but I, get, I think but you're he, right. I think it's the the record. I think he's staying extra, playing extra minutes and scoring more points than he needs to because he doesn't care about winning a title this year. He just wants to get this record out of the way. Yeah, but the one thing about Kobe is like the end of his career, right? Like LeBron's coming back. He's under contract with yeah, the Lakers. Yeah, but I would even say the last two or three years of Kobe had that vibe where the title wasn't really in the cards. Yeah. Am I misremembering? I don't think Kobe Kobe kind of knew at a certain point it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. I'm, but I'm just curious. Do you think LeBron's at that point now? Do you think? I think you're right. I think the record is a, a goal. Not the big Rui Hachimura trade? Yeah. <laughs> That's not going to put you guys over the top, Stu? Well, I think it's just now to get to the playoffs, right? Isn't that the, the goal? Yeah, let's see what happens. Uh, right now, let's see. In the standings, Lakers are out of it. 13th place in the Western Conference right now. Yeah, I, I think Hachimura is just trying to get at least in the playing game or six or seven. But I don't know. I, I think well, Anthony Davis is back now, so yeah, that's good. I, I think you're right. I think LeBron is focused on getting that record. Yeah, because it's going to like... Get it out linger. of the way. I mean, but we talk about this a lot more with like baseball records about how guys are like on the precipice like we saw Aaron Judge this year trying to hit 62 and it's like... You know, you go, you get a little cold at the plate. Guys don't want to pitch to you because they don't want to be a part of history and then it can start to hang over everybody. I mean, I'm sure these basketball records are the same way. Um, but the funny thing is, I don't know. Did anyone care when Kareem set them? It's such a silly, silly record. Most points. silly record. I think it's a, it's a, I don't it's know. huge. Is it Carl Malone like second on the all time list? It, yeah, I don't think no, it's well, a, well, was now he's yeah, third. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. LeBron is second on the list. Yeah, I mean, Carl Malone <laughs> were the top two players of all time. I don't know. Think of the amount of. A buzz or whatever, the amount of craziness they made about Steph Curry breaking the three-point record. I thought that was odd, too, because I can't tell you who. I didn't it know was who's, who's Ray it. Allen. It was Reggie Miller and Ray Allen were the guys, like, they yeah. showed up at the Garden, and, like, but like, and Steph Curry broke the record. I was like, man, I don't remember this being that big of a deal no. when Ray Allen broke the record from Reggie. Like, who's the all-time leading rebounder? Will, it- Probably. Yeah, I have no idea. Probably. Who's the all-time? Wait, assists, I think we know, right? That's Magic? No, no, that's Stockton. It was Stockton was the assist. Yeah, not, I don't know. I remember that being a semi-big deal. I actually remember the pass. It was like a bounce pass to Malone in the post <laughs> that he, like, fumbled, of course it caught was. it back up, and then turned around and fade away. Yeah, I just think that that NBA has a little NFL feel where now everybody's scoring so many points, a lot of records are about to fall. Yeah. You but you're right, Cur- the Steph Curry one was a complete overreaction. It was like tons of, of buzz around that. Do you see Steph Curry got ejected last night? Yeah. Threw his mouth guard into the front row. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think he was probably grateful that something happened that, that he could get out of this coma that is the Warriors' regular <laughs> season. Yeah, I think it's a little championship hangover. No, I think everybody in the NBA is bored out of their mind. And I think that this was something. So Jordan Poole's, do you see his post-game interview? No. He's like, yeah, I don't think. He, he basically, he's like, well, so why was Steph Curry ejected? He's like, Steph Curry was ejected? He didn't even notice. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you just gave that guy all that money. He doesn't even know. I mean, listen, they won the game. <laughs> beat the Grizzlies. Please wake me up after the NFL season. This is a disaster of an NBA season. Even my Sixers beating the Nets. That was a fun game last night because oh. I thought the Nets were going to come back on him and beat him. <laughs> the crowd booing Simmons. The commitment to the boo of Ben Simmons, though. I applaud you guys. You didn't find that game 
Incredibly boring. No, because with six minutes left to go, the Nets had actually cut the deficit down and became a game. Kyrie was doing some crazy moves out there, too. That game was he's, he's, a total bore. The Sixers were playing with their food and could have turned it on at any point. Yeah. They couldn't cover Embiid. Well, there's no Kevin Durant playing for the Nets, and that's what this all comes down to. He's injured, unfortunately. But <sighs> they'll both be out by the end of the second round anyway, so it's a, a moot point. <laughs> hey, I'm not going to give the number because we got to go. Thank you to Mike Samter, to Stu Kovacs. You guys in the chat, amazing. Brian Robinson from the Commanders joined us earlier. Romeo Dobbs from the Packers joined us earlier. They had so many incredible things to say. Go download the Maggie and Perloff podcast. Check us out on YouTube, and we'll see you tomorrow. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 